And we're live on our very first podcast. But first, we need to intro. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome. To- Jesus, you're already laughing. I know. I'm like, I'll mute myself. I feel myself getting there. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to Drunk Watching, our weekly pop culture podcast where we sip on a little something and talk about the films and TV shows we're watching right now. I'm Brittany Danielle, and I'm a writer and pop culture critic. And I'm Andrea, a lover of pop culture with a snappy opinion. And she's my perennial plus one for all the events. For every event, she's my plus one. And I'm a publicist on the side. (laughs) Yes. yes. She's also, she's my hype woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's my hype woman and my plus one, and I appreciate it. Yay. Today's drunk watching episode is brought to you by nobody. Come on, guys. We need oh. some sponsors. I know this is our Come first on. episode, and we need sponsors. So if you would like to sponsor drunk watching, you can email us at hello drunk watching at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. But I'm saying, like, the show is called Drunk Watching, so if you are a spirit company, get on board. Mm, Cheers. We will take a bottle of Hypnotic. (laughs) We will take a bottle of Blue Alizé. Or was Blue Alizé Hypnotic? I can't remember. (laughs) Do people still drink those? No. We will still take it as as long as you put a check in the box with the bottle, we will take it. So if you would like to sponsor Drunk Watching, once again, email us at justdrunkwatching.com. That is not our email address. And I'm not even drunk. That's okay. It's hello, drunkwatching at gmail.com. Yes. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) our email address is hello, drunkwatching at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at drunkwatching. Today is our very first episode. Andrea, do you want to break down how this show came to be in the first place? Sure. I mean, we, as you can tell... We love talking and just having a good time. And we were bouncing around some ideas while watching a show and having drinks. And so we thought, you know what? This commentary is far too hilarious not to share with others. And we should do something. We should do a show where we watch our favorite shows and have drinks. And then we also realized, hey, there's a space for black women to, you know, talk about the things that appeal to us that we're watching, the films that we go to see. And so here we are. Here we are. I really like how she just hit y'all with the super like professional voice. Here's the real story. <laughs> the code <laughs> she code switched right into her white voice. So like, oh my God. The real she comes with to her job interview voice. Like, yes, guys, I'm here. Um, exactly. We were at the homie's house watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, drinking on some some good bougie wine with our, shout out to Vincent, to our bougiest of bougie homies, Vincent. And we were like, this, we are hilarious. We need to turn this into something. And, you know, like people do, we procrastinated for months and months and months, maybe longer. I don't even remember. But then I finally was like, hey, let's let's do this thing. And so we're doing this thing. And we're super excited about doing this thing because I listen to a bunch of podcasts and none of them so far 
sound like we sound like, and none of them have our perspectives. So hopefully you like it. And if not, we'll grow on you. Sixth round. Absolutely. You hit them with the real story. You hit them with that real, real. I did. I did. <laughs> and um, that's, I mean, basically that's what you're going to get here at Drunk Watching, Drunk, Drunk Watching. Probably a whole lot of me having to say things twice because I am drinking and we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but also just try saying drunk watching a bunch of times fast and it's, it's difficult. So don't, don't blame it all on the alcohol. Most of it though. So right. let's talk about, you know, what we're watching right now. Like what are the the things that we're into? Okay. Um, so also we're going to be talking about insecure. So if you came for the insecure commentary, it is definitely happening, but we're also talking about some other stuff too. What I'm watching right now, um, I'm kind of obsessed with two things right now. Right now, I'm I'm late to the party on Dietland. Dietland is an AMC show about, uh, well, she calls herself fat, about the fat woman who initially wants to, you know, have a, a bariatric surgery. But then there's all this drama going on in, in New York City where she lives. And this feminist group is like kidnapping men, you know. It's like Me Too, but with murder. They're kidnapping men and, like, Mm. killing them. And it's a comedy. So it doesn't sound like a comedy, but it is hilarious and it's interesting. And, you know, you don't really see characters like that, so I'm I'm totally into it. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm also watching HBO's Sharp Objects, which is so Mm. creepy. It is creepy as right now it is so creepy um without giving it away it's about a woman who's a writer oh she's a journalist and she goes back to her hometown the editor sends her to her hometown and he asks his, he, I, I can't even say the word ask anymore jesus you know black people i'm really trying not to say act but <laughs> that's what it's that's, that's what it's about to be um he asks her <laughs> he asked her to go back to her hometown and investigate and see what happens to these girls and maybe they'll get a story out of it and as soon as she gets there all this like creepy somewhat sadistic stuff started happening it is if you don't have the emotional capacity which i thought i did not but then i couldn't stop watching um it, it's a lot it's a lot but it's really interesting and i'm here for it what are you watching right now well I'm definitely going to pick up Diet Land so that I can know what's going on. Sharp Objects, it sounded creepy to me, but, you know, who knows? But for me, there are two things that I'm obsessed with. One, so obsessed that I had to go on and get right through it, and that is The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is a Hulu original. And I just saw so many people talking about it on Facebook and Twitter. I'm like, what is this about? And unfortunately, it is a look at what I feel like could potentially be America, like the way things are going, the political climate, you know, it it is a look at an extremist uh, point of view about what life would be like if women uh, were taken from their families and used pretty much as breeding machines. So they are sold or they're captives into like sexual slavery and they have babies for um, the families that can't produce. Meanwhile, you know, they have 
uh, armed guards roaming the streets. The people, the people, the women uh, aren't able to read in public. Like it's so crazy. But at the end of the day, the spooky part about it is like, you know what? We aren't really that far from that. Like it still seems like, okay, that could never happen. But wait, if these small things continue to happen, this is how we get to something like this. So I finished uh, the first and second season. So they're, you know, on hiatus at this point. So now I'm able to turn my attention to one of my favorite shows. And I tell people all the time, look, I am, you know, I am professional. I'm a businesswoman. But on Monday nights, it's ratchet reality. And so Loving Hip Hop Hollywood is back. I think last night was the third episode. And, you know, for those of you who don't watch, this is, uh, the city that has Ray J and some other people that you probably wouldn't know by name. But <laughs> he's on uh, with his wife, Princess. And, you know, I am here for Mama Norwood, Ray J, Brandy, and Princess getting that whole family dynamic going. It was a little a little hostile last week but um you know i absolutely love the love and hip-hop franchise but hollywood in particular is my favorite so those are two things i've been watching yeah so i know you know i know you're love and hip-hop fan so i randomly tuned in last night which was the third episode which detective ray j was on the case and i cannot stop laughing during the whole episode and I don't know how those people could not laugh while they were filming because it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's hilarious. It's totally over the top. It absolutely is. But yay, something else we can talk about. <laughs> I know. So, I don't know. I, know I don't want to get, get fully invested into it though because it's just foolish. And I have no idea who any of those people are except for Ray J. Who is who? Uh, and Kay Michelle and Brandy and her mama and oh. Brandy and her mama acting a fool. Yeah, I forgot Kay Michelle made the the jump over. Now she's Kimberly. You know she's trying to rebrand herself, even though she's with the same shenanigans uh, as she was in Atlanta. Uh, Brandy and and Sonia, Miss Sonia. Uh, you know, I thought Brandy. I see. I haven't I haven't watched yesterday's episode yet, but as far as episode two. I thought Brandy really held it together based on the editing and what Princess was saying to her. I was like, wow, she could have really flown off the handle. But, you know, Brandy's been in the game for a long time. You know, she's gone through some things with Countess Vaughn and Moesha. Like, she knows how to kind of just let stuff roll off her back. So if they amped it up last night, I, I missed it. But uh, I will be tuning in there very soon. Mm, but, I mean, I know you're a Brandy fan. But Brandy has, I am, and she has the ability to pop off, particularly if Monica <laughs> or Whitney Houston are in that conversation. <laughs> she will, she will, she the will god, her the godmother. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm just saying, I didn't see it on this. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that she doesn't. I'm not absolving her, and I am. I am a Brandy. And I am. Um, and I think Princess actually brought that up. She's like, child, you be on the shade room, you know, going in on folks. And so you're trying to tell me not to do it. 
uh, you know, it's hypocritical. So that was brought up, but like I said, I, I didn't see it last, I mean, I didn't see it last night, but as of last week, she kind of was just standing there. So I don't know if they edited it. So it looked like she was just standing there, not saying anything, or if she really composed herself and then maybe let her have it. This weekend. But uh, Miss Sonia doesn't play regardless. Like <laughs> it can be on TV, off TV, on the internet, like she seems to be the same all the time. Just mama mode. All the okay. time. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> definitely have to uh I'm gonna check it out and see what is happening. Um I think you might have converted me uh reluctantly. But yes. I laughed so much I needed that laugh and so hey if I can laugh that much every week, it's all good. There it is. There it is. So before we go into Insecure, we didn't tell the people what we're drinking, but I definitely have grabbed my glass. Oh, okay. What are you sipping so on? What am I sipping on? Um, in honor of Insecure, I know that Issa Rae and Issa D, the character, they enjoy a little Prosecco. So I went out and bought a bottle of Prosecco just for this podcast recording. And I'm going to try not to drink the whole thing while we recorded. How about you? <laughs> well, also, as a nod to Insecure, I noticed that Issa would top off her Prosecco with a little Jameson. And so I just went straight with the Jameson and, uh, and gave it a little, a little something with, with some ginger ale, a splash of ginger ale. So shout out to the Jameson Irish whiskey. I'm not mad. And I am going to try to drink the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not no. Let us clarify. You're not going to drink the whole bottle. You're going to drink oh, the whole. Glass. Oh no, whole glass. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be definite drunk watching. Oh my right. gosh, you got to spin the not, people. We would not be. We would be like Faith Evans on Drink Champs, just going telling way too oh. much about everything. Yes, yes. It's Shout out to court. the grocery. All right, so clap it up. We are here for Insecure. Today we're going to be previewing or giving our thoughts about what we hope to see in season three. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit about the first two seasons, primarily the, the second season, um, our favorite moments, what, you know, what we wish would have happened and what we hope to see in the upcoming season. Um, I'm super excited. Just at, we're both LA natives, so for me, it's always really dope to see LA and Inglewood depicted in such an awesome way, and in such an authentic way. Like that's one of the things that I really, really love about Insecure, because I can look at each, like each landmark, not even a landmark, but each like location, and be like, I know that place. I went there. I passed by there, and that's always really cool to me. Absolutely. It's like making Inglewood another character. And so I love seeing, you know, the dunes, of course, and Randy Donuts. And and why is there a line outside of Randy's Donuts? <laughs> Every time I pass, I'm like, oh, tourists, bless your hearts. Uh, but yeah, just seeing the city that, you know, you grew up in or, or near um, as as it is uh, depicted there, excuse me, is, is pretty dope. I love the characters. Like, I love the characters, and you mentioned authenticity, but, like, who they are. You're able to see 
things in yourselves or your friends. And I think that's why so many people have gravitated to this show because it's like, you know what, this is me and my crew, or this is, you know, somebody that I know, or that's the guy I used to date. And uh, that's pretty dope too. Which one's your favorite? Which character? Oh boy. Oh, it's hard. I would say, I guess Issa. Now it's so funny because I took one of those quizzes on Facebook and, uh, the character that I most like is apparently Daniel. I was like, okay. oh, I, I didn't Daniel, get it. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's fine, so, you know. Daniel is fine. Daniel is fine. But as I rewatched the season, you know, I, I felt a certain kind of way. I was like, oh, my God, like, Daniel is like the fallback guy. Repeatedly. So oh I... God. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to stare at the bottom of this glass and I'll tell you how I feel. But <laughs> well, your favorite character is Issa. Why, why is Issa your favorite? Yes. I think she's my favorite because she's just, you know, she's trying to navigate her life, trying to figure it out. Now, I'm not saying that we are just like, like at all. I think she's, and this is on purpose. I know, you know, she's way more awkward um, than I am in, in social situations. Um, but I can appreciate her like, being herself and going for it. Like, even when it's like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. Like, she super goes for it. And and I'm a fan of that. Um, she's not afraid to make mistakes. And she's kind of just, just trying to make it. You know, out here, like Trey Song's first album. Like, she, <laughs> like, let me try to get it together. So I, I really love that about her, that she has a core of friends you know, trying to figure out this love thing is not <laughs> going in her favor as much, but you know, she doesn't seem like she stays down. It's like, okay, if I get knocked down or if I trip up, you know, I'm going to dust myself off and try again. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, and I do that a lot. I'm going to go to song references because that's what I that's do. That's what we do. That is, that is what we do. I'm really trying to refrain from busting into spontaneous because you know how we do it. Like, yeah, I'm really trying to keep that part from the people because I don't know if they want to hear all that, but shout out to Aaliyah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I think my... Okay, so I like each of the characters. They all frustrate the hell out of me, so I just want to put that out there. Mm. And especially in season two, I just... I'm rooted, I root for Issa. Obviously, it's her show. The show revolves around wow. her. Um, and I want her to win, right? But in season two, she worked all of my <laughs> nerves. Like, every single nerve that could possibly be worked, like, she tap danced all over the place. Like, ma'am, we'll go through that. I do want Issa mm. to win. I do relate to her awkwardness because, you know, I can be slightly, I I don't think as much, particularly as we see on screen, but, you know, social situations can be a little weird for me. Um, So my favorite character, just for pure hilarity's sake, is Kelly. Like, last season, Kelly and Chad were my favorite. I think because they get all the best one-liners, they can just go in there and say whatever the hell they want to say. And they're they're saying what a lot of us are thinking, right? So I'm mm-hmm. I'm here for Kelly and Chad. I don't know if I'm here for Kelly and her public displays of sexual activity <laughs> at the diner. 
that we saw in oh, during the second oh, season. But Lord. But I'm here for them in general. I hope we see more of Kelly. I don't think we saw enough Chad because Chad, Chad is I love Chad. But I know I want to see more of them um, in the upcoming season. I did. I, I I love Chad too. He he was good with the one-liners and uh, <laughs> and getting Lauren together. Also on the sneak sneak, um, Derek. You know he would slide a few things <laughs> in there that would be pretty uh, pretty funny as well. But definitely the standout characters uh, would be Kelly and and Chad last season. So what? You know, what did we like about season two? I know you said, okay, they work my nerves. <laughs> but what were some things that we enjoyed about season? I mean, I think it goes back to what you were saying, right? Authenticity. Because even your friends work your nerves, especially if you see them right. making questionable life choices <laughs> and asking for your advice and then disregarding it. Um <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's, it's natural. I think that's one of the good things about the show is that if they didn't work my nerves or if it didn't feel real, I wouldn't be into it. So mm-hmm. one of the things I, I liked is, is definitely the authenticity. Um, the writing is really great. There are so many, like, good lines. So Andrea, <laughs> to prepare for this this episode, she went back and watched all, the, all of season two and wrote down so many notes. And I just want to shout you out for that because you wrote down stuff that I have forgotten about. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me was, let's see, episode seven that you wrote. Uh, no. How about no? Yes. Episode seven. Here's what Andrea wrote. Issa is lamenting over getting shot in the face with Molly. I was like, what? <laughs> Shot in the face. Yes. Yes. That was, first of all, can we agree that she overreacted? Can we she can we touch hands and agree that she overreacted? Yes. She absolutely I mean, overreacted. Don't have your face in the place, okay? If you <laughs> if you feel it any kind of way, you know, you might just need to refrain. From those types and listen, of things, but, and yeah. listen, because the brother was giving you all the context clues to dodge and move. Right, <laughs> yeah. but like, he did grip the back of her head. He did. This is true. <laughs> it did grip her. Like she would have had to do a spin move to get up out of that. But I mean, I think the bigger thing was not the action, but how she received it. Like it was mm-hmm. something disrespectful. And so again, if that's a, that's how you feel, you might need to tell whoever you with. Like, look, I'm I'm able to yeah. get you from A to about X. Like, Y Z. That's that's you. You can't stick around. Yeah, I can't stick around for that. <laughs> I can't be involved at the end of this. At the end of this mission, <laughs> I'm clocking out early because I can't do it. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. and then to get in an Uber or a Lyft pool, like my my my, uh, for some reason I'm saying my my, but my guy, like, can you not get a direct car service from Daniel's house to your house after that? <laughs> Who wants to be in a car with a bunch of random people? 
with a shot of towel over your eye. Right. Looking like somebody punched you in the eye. That is not the move. That was hilarious and a mess all at the same time. Um, Oh my God, that was good. That was good. One of my other favorites, thanks for for reminding me, um, Mm -hmm. came to us through the series within a series, Do North. (laughs) Do North. I mean, I think everybody's favorite line. I hate slavery. When my- <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yes. First oh, of all, gosh. I feel like most of us can agree that we all hate slavery. I say most because you know, right. Trump's America, you never know. Um, you never know. But that line was so hilarious. That whole series within a series was so hilarious. And... I I heard, I read an article that said they're bringing back another series within a series. So I'm curious to see what that one will look like and if we'll get um, like a whole series. So I, I couldn't remember if they had one in season one. And so I started to do a little digging and I read that there was something called conjugal visits. But I don't think it was a whole, I don't think it played out over the whole season like Due North played out over the whole season. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either, so I'm definitely gonna take a little flashback to see. But yeah, maybe it was an idea that, you know, started in season one and then they just flushed it out in, in two. But definitely because of the response, you know, I, I hope that they they do that for season three as well. Mm-hmm. Me too. So it's a little it's a little extra in there that you, you get like a little extra. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, you shared a couple of things that, that you like, uh, and I, I mean, I was just trying to write, you know, like what really pay attention and, and make sure that when I went back to read, it was something that I could remember without being too detailed. But, um, I, I liked seeing, you know, Issa and Lawrence try to navigate you know, their single space, you know, by themselves. And it kind of you know, just show, shown a light, I guess. I'm like, you got to correct me English. Um, a light on the differences, you know, on how men and women may get on and get along. And then some similarities as well. I mean, both of them, I'm, I guess we can uh, say that both of them got their quotation <laughs> on um, or at least attempted to in, you know, just trying to get away from each other. And at the end of the day, you know, they didn't really get away from each other. I particularly liked seeing Lawrence come face to face with the fact that he wasn't solely a victim. Um, but to have Chad, not Chad, um, Derek say like, look, this, this isn't all Issa's fault. Like, you were a bum for two years. She took care of you. You know, it was likely appealing, you know, to see this new dude and there, you you played a role. And then um, the whole situation with uh, Tasha, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah, where the best, I mean, she, she summed it up pretty clearly by saying, you know, you're apologizing for shit you're not even sorry for and you made this feel like more than it was. Like I was clear about what it was. Then I got unclear because you started doing extra stuff. 
you know? And so he had to really... That is so typical. I know this is not a relationship Mm. podcast. (laughs) This is not a relationship (laughs) podcast. Let me put that out there. However, that is so typical. Straight, heterosexual, cis males. I'll put that out there. Um, they be on that like, oh, I don't really want a relationship. I just want to kick it. But then you start doing all this relationship stuff that mm-hmm. is incongruent with your words. And people were like, well, Lauren, t-, mostly men, of course. Well, Lauren told her from the beginning, she started as a jump off, yada, 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 yada. Well, then they shouldn't have went to the Chinese restaurant and they shouldn't have went to, right. uh, he, should, he should not have agreed to go to her family picnic. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if you're going to agree to do that, then you need to stick it out. But I mean, you can just see the fear in his eyes. And I didn't realize, I mean, the first time I watched it, I didn't, I didn't know if he was uncomfortable because he felt like, oh, I'm automatically in a relationship again. Or if he was just uncomfortable because he seems kind of bougie and her folks was real like, good with it. So I was like, I didn't know if he was (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like, they were like her. They were like, "Come on, baby, get right. this plate." Why? Are, first of all, <laughs> why was Lawrence concerned about if they could? Why is he barbecue Betty or barbecue Patty? He permit Patty, yeah, permit Patty. <laughs> like, yes, yes. My guy, why are you concerned if they have a permit to play music in the park? Who raised you? Mm. What black family did mm. you come from? Where you're like, oh my god. First of all, he looked shook the minute he got there. And somebody asked him to carry a chair. He was already shook. Like, he acted like he ain't never been around no real black people. He probably never been south of the 10. Um, <laughs> to, to south central L.A. He went over there right. and gentrified or yeah. rapidly gentrified like Ladera Heights. Like, he ain't never mm-hmm. come anywhere near regular L.A. black people. Because he looked shook from the gate. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that was, you know, one of my favorite sets of moments, um, you know, was just him realizing like, oh, you know, I'm spending all this energy mad at Issa and she did this to me. But then having, you know, multiple people kind of put the light in his face, like, mm, you're not perfect. And so again, I, it's not excuses for the Lawrence Hive fall through. You know, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been hurt about being cheated on, but, you know, he definitely had his own set of situations as well. I find it super interesting that people are always, and I'm not a Hive member of the Lawrence Hive, but um, because they, like most Hives, they go over the top. Um, <laughs> but I think it is interesting how people are kind of like, oh, Lawrence ain't shit. Lawrence is blah, 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 blah. Like, and Issa is the one who, <laughs> who cheated on him. Like, I, I do right. think that that is so interesting how that gets looked around, where most people are rooting for Issa and they think Lawrence ain't shit. When Lawrence did get cheated on, and that had to feel really devastating and really terrible. And, you know, I think season two was his <clears throat> acting out about that hurt because I'm not a man, but from my experience, a <laughs> lot of men don't necessarily process hurt and pain in in the way, obviously, that women tend to do it, like, we might talk to our friends and, and you know, all that, but they just kind of jump back into the next thing. And unfortunately for women like Tasha, turns out not so well for them. But shout out to Tasha for getting out early. Like, she was like, you know what? I yeah. 
I'm out. And shout she out for him for did. not for not hitting her up later on with a WID text. Like, right? They both just let, they let both it be. Done. Let it be, sis. Let it be. And then, oh, we gotta go here. Dro and Molly. Dro and Molly. So before we get into that, all, I'm always curious. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always curious. Like, do you think? Do you think? Drew is telling the truth about the open marriage. I would just hope that he wouldn't go that like that's a big big lie. But he's lying somewhere. So I feel like if the open marriage is true, he's definitely not telling Candace like, oh, she's right there. Like <laughs> there's got to be a clause like we can be open, but you can't like with our friends. That's that's a whole lot. Right, so, right. you know, the way the world works, though, the way the world works, I'm inclined to believe that he's lying about the whole thing. But at the very least, if I give him a little bit, I'll say maybe, you know, they do have an arrangement, but there there has to be rules inside of the arrangement. And I'm quite sure she wouldn't be keying it up with Molly if she knew, you know, that her husband was sleeping with her regardless that's the thing that's the thing so a lot of when the conversation first started i was like molly i thought he was lying um because nobody knows but i it's also one of the things that where you're probably not telling your homies that you and your wife or you and your husband or whatever have an open relationship so i'll i'll give him that but because we never saw candace again (laughs) we just heard about candace in a phone call. <laughs> but, oh, we did see Candace. We never saw Candace till the end. And then right. when we did see Candace, it wasn't all like, that whole thing went way left. So that makes right. me believe that, you know, if I'm being generous and they do have an open relationship, their rules are not like, hey, you can sleep with anybody, including your childhood best friend that you probably actually love. Because that brings right. me to dynamic. Um, so yeah, I'm, I hope, I hope that gets sorted out in season three. Cause I'm still, I'm still on the fence about Dro. Yeah. And, and my question, what the hell do you do? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember his occupation. I mean, I guess there's no time to really talk about that. They're together, but right. Dro, I mean, Dro we, is we, there <laughs> for Molly whenever he has, whenever he's not with Candace. He's on yeah. call. That's his, that's his job because apparently Sorry. he don't got one. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, he doesn't seem broke or like he's, you know, moochie, but I'm like, what do you do, brother? That's just my, my side. But yeah, no, I, I definitely believe there's some deception involved uh, between, you know, the couple, uh, Candace and Dro. Like, there's, it is not open, full out honest because, again, yeah, they were at Derek's party, like, I mean, Molly clearly was uncomfortable, but Candace was like, hey, girl, and jokes and tee-hee-hee. So, and then, yeah, with the whole bathroom situation, he's like, hey, lay back for a minute. That was when I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this might not be what we think it is. Right. He made her feel like she was jump off number 45. Mm -hmm. Um, Not Mm -hmm. even like... It, it was just really grimy, I feel like. And but this is what it is when you mess with married men, as far as I know, because I don't want nobody to think 
that I'm saying this from a definitive spot. But, you know, when they put it out there, you know, I'm married and either you decide to, you know, have an affair or you're in an open situation. I mean, like, they're in an open situation, but you are still sleeping with somebody's husband. But when you're dealing with a married man, you're always in the position where they can throw something up in your face. And when you know already, you know, you have to, you have the hurt feelings, but they're like, hey, I already told you. So when he says something like, hey, lay back for a minute, or when he says, hey, I got to go because Candace got locked out, like, you don't have anything. You just... Just yeah, you can't you can't get mad pieces. because he already told you mm-hmm. up front, like I'm married and no matter what kind of feelings you might catch, LMA, uh it, it does not <laughs> take precedence over <laughs> you may be feeling all booed up. However, you are on a time limit until he has to go right. back with his wife. So I'm I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Um, in season three. Speaking of, do you have any predictions for season three? Oh boy. So, I mean, I really want Issa and Daniel to get it together and lock it down. And I hope that's what happens. You mean with with each other? With each other, yes. Yes, I I like them together. I don't think, I don't think Issa deserves Daniel. I'm going to put it out there. She does not deserve yeah. Daniel because look at how she treated him in season two. Oh no! And I get, she, I get it. She, I get it. She was like, she was trying to do her vacation, and she was very hurt. She was, and I think that was not fair to Daniel because at the end of season one, she hurt him and was like, "You just the itch I had to scratch," and that hurt his. And I don't, Daniel seems like a really yeah. like fine, like the dude that you want in your actual factual life, like he's handsome, he's a go-getter, yeah. he's sensitive, he will come and pick you up after you get into a car accident because you were looking at dick pics from another dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, Issa. That part, that part. But again, she's she just not, Daniel. she's just not well-developed. Like, she just needs more. She needs more. I, deserving no but because I if the, that's not, if it was reversed no. and it was like a guy trying to get himself together if we most of us that's have true. been on that end that's of it <laughs> when a guy is like that's true. not fully emotionally available to you and yet they still want to kick it and yet they still he, she is she's she's Lawrence to Tasha Daniel is Tasha and, Right. And maybe that's why I'm okay with it. Like, I've been on the other side. I feel like, hey, equal opportunity. Like, you guys need to know what this feels like. But not for real. I I do like Daniel, and I feel like they really love each other. Like, even in season one, when they were, you know, on the brink of cheating, like, I could feel that, like, they really want to be together. And so I think that's what I'm holding on to. Like, once you know, Issa's out of the hurt feelings, which I think, you know, is season two. Maybe in season three, you know, they both can, like, start from scratch. Like he said, you know, after the unfortunate eye incident, like, hey, now we're even. <laughs> you know, it's like, you did this to me. I did this to you. Even though I, he didn't do that on purpose. But, like, you're offended or hurt. I was offended or hurt. You know, but there are still feelings here, clearly, because, you know, we end the season with her on his freaking doorstep. So, I mean, hers might 
be, I just need someone to say, if that's what it is, then we, you know, trash, trash, throw away. But if it is like, you know, this is a person <laughs> <away>. that I <laughs> throw the whole yeah. Issa away. <laughs> throw the whole Issa away. But if this is a person that she really wants, right. Oh yeah. The Issa D. Throw the whole Issa D away. Um, but if this is a person that, you know, you really want to be with and it's like, it keeps, you know, causing these situations to happen, or I'll just take advantage of this and, and be with the person I really want to be with. I was like, come on, everybody has a story. Not everybody's story is, you know, peaches and cream all the way through, which can bring us to, you know, Molly's parents, you know, like that's right. on down the line, you know, so within the first five years of their marriage, um, her auntie, you know, it, it was going down. Something went down. So cheating. I don't know if it was extended. I don't know if they even gave us those kind of details. But, you know, infidelity happened. And then we're looking at 35 years, you know, um, in in the marriage game. And they seem to be okay, you know. Right. So that's why I'm say, what am I looking forward to? I, I'm rooting in that capacity. In my real life, maybe, no, I would not want to. Uh, <laughs> for TV, for TV, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for them. I mean, I'm a sucker for a happy ending, <laughs> and you know, whoever it is, right? Whoever it is, I do want Issa D, the character. I do want Issa D to, to get that. Like, I, I think she, maybe not deserves it because she was kind of terrible in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am rooting for her to have that, to like come to, to get her life together and then get and find somebody who's going to, to value her and to be there for her, you know, cause it, it's, I'm, I'm a hopeful romantic. I'm, I'm here for happy ending. And the same for, for, uh, for Molly, um, for the first mm-hmm. two seasons, like Molly, her whole story is that she's killing it at work but her personal life is in shambles and right i'm rooting for her to actually get it together instead of talking about it because you know we've all been there too like girl i'm over him i'm not gonna move on with my life and then you slide texting somebody you know late night (laughs) right i'm hoping that (laughs) she has learned and that she, you know, is open to like what she claims she wants. Because when it showed up with Sterling's character, what was his name? Lionel. Then mm-hmm. she realized like that she either she wasn't ready for it or that wasn't actually what she wanted. She didn't actually want this super good on paper uh black man ready to settle down. Like she wanted somebody who, you know, gave her butterflies and who knew her and who made her feel beautiful and valuable and loved even if that was half the time or one weekend at a time Mm -hmm. with drove so I hope that she can find you know either come to the realization that that thing is not as important as she thought it was or to find it but on her terms I don't think drove is on her terms I hope I don't even know I hope they don't that's that's not that's not going anywhere good because even if he was just to say, leave Candace, like, then that would cause a whole bunch of other drama. And I feel like that would just be a mess. Yeah. I, I wrestle with that, too. It's like, you know, Lionel, which 
I couldn't unsee him from This Is Us, but I, you know, I was like, oh, anything Randall wants, give it to him. But he's, he's somebody else right now. Uh, but, you know, it's just like, like where, where is you, Why are you out here cheating? Right. Go home, right. Randall. Go home. Go home, Randall. I was you so know, like, I can't I wait was happy to see him. I know. I was so happy yeah. to see him on Insecure. But it just felt really unnatural to see him without that. Like, your wife and your kids yeah. are at home waiting for you. Go home, Randall. And you're out here playing around. But, yeah, like like you said, on paper, you know, everything. And not, it's not a settled moment at all. Like, he got his stuff together. He dressed nice. He has a career, you know, presented very respectfully. He's at the parents' house. Like, hey, if you see something that needs to be done, you just do it. I'm like, yes, this is the type of person I'm talking about. And then there's like, oh, but there's no spark or whatnot. And I feel like I'm kind of in the middle because I, I got what the brother was saying. It was just like, look, if you're not feeling this dude, like, why are you even? And so if that's the case, then, you know, definitely don't play with somebody's feelings. But I also feel like sometimes it takes some time for things to grow. Like, you know, you see somebody at the club or at a bar or at church or wherever you are at the mall and it's like, oh my God, he's so fine or she's so fine or whatever. I mean, I guess that's something you can build upon. Um, But having this package because looks fade and a whole lot of other stuff, um, you know, doesn't necessarily work throughout the rest of your life. And so you got to have more than, you know, just butterflies, you know, and I feel like sometimes people don't even get to the point where they can have that in relationships because they don't feel it from the onset. Um, but I mean, I don't know what the time frame is on that. Like, I, I'm quite sure like, if you're not at all attracted to somebody, then I mean, like, don't waste your time. But because, you know, you don't feel a certain type of way or you don't, or well, the last time I was in a relationship, I felt like this, you know, you can definitely go astray on that. And I just feel like women lose again and again and again because we keep looking for something, you know, something that's familiar from our past. She was looking for what she looked at in her parents' marriage and then to find out, you know, like, oh, shoot, this isn't even what I thought it was. I mean, it is, but it's not perfect. And so that kind of just sent her into a spiral as well. So I just think, like, you know, be open. I think the, the therapist was telling her um, just right. Like, you know, everything with you is a should, but would you be open to a could? And those types of things usually are life-changing. Mm. If I was Oprah, I would say tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah. Everything you are talking about is a should. I forgot what you said. But yeah. that was a could. Like that. That was a good. That is a lesson. Um, I think we should end it right there because we've been talking for almost an hour. We set out oh. to talk for thirty minutes. <laughs> Didn't feel like that. Didn't feel like and that. We have okay. talked our life away. Um, where are you in your glass? Oh, I'm at, I, <laughs> that's maybe important. that's why I wanted, maybe that's why I wanted, because I'm, it's empty. And so <laughs> it's done. It's, it's a wrap. I'm on my, my last friend. sip. Okay. The Prosecco. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's, but it's so funny because I didn't, I, so I'm drinking Prosecco out of a plastic cup 
because I feel like that's mm. peak insecure. Like that's that's bougetto. That's uh, mm. <laughs> you know. What is the combination of hood? And, I'm at the intersection of hood and ratchet. No, 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 no. Royally ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> You're royally ratchet. That I want to be on because I feel like a lot of crime <laughs> goes on in my. Yeah, yeah. Royal, royally on ratchet. The, on the corner of hood and ratchet, I want to be on the corner of. I don't even want to say respectable. But that's a loaded word. But on the opposite of ratchet and not right. Like I'm a Gemini. I need that dichotomy. Something mm. in my fancy prosecco out of a plastic cup. There you go. Well, shout out to that. Shout out to that. Well, but, I uh, drank my Jameson out of a hustle mug. It says hustle on the front, and inside okay. of the mug are dollar signs. <laughs> How hey. very uh, mixtape rapper of you. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> when, when is your mixtape dropping? I feel like that's gonna be on the gram every day. Like, so yeah. with your bottle of, <laughs> uh, I feel like we've said Jameson a whole lot of times, so they should definitely be. A hey, I'm gonna tag for them. Real. I'm gonna tag them. When I'm Please do. Please do. I, I love do you guys. <laughs> a good whiskey. I do. Yeah. I do enjoy a good whiskey, particularly Jameson. Yeah. So there you go. Giving you a lot of free presents. There it is. Now. There in the bottle. Join us. And a check. Green bottle. Absolutely. And a check. <laughs> Two checks. It's and two. a check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for our very first episode of Drunk Watching. Oh, my God. We did it. I know. This was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> that was my sound effect. Like, <sighs> oh, I know. I heard <laughs> Yes. We'll be back next week talking about Insecure Season 3, Episode 1, plus all the stuff we're watching at the time, probably more Love and Hip Hop uh, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. We'll be back with more drinks. And in between, if you want to send us feedback, maybe you have questions or comments, or you want to talk about the episode with us, you want us to talk about a particular thing from the episode, please send us an email at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. That is hello drunk watching at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at drunk watching. Andrea, take us out. And we're going to live tweet on Sunday during the episode, right? So make sure you are yes. following us at drunk watching and join the party live on Twitter. But you got to have something in your glass. You got to have something cup. in your glass or, or your, or your, your plastic cup. or your bottle. Just go on and bring your bottle. Or your bottle. Just, <laughs> yes, red solo cups for everybody. Bye.